0: Artila is not just a, an automation software; it's an automation software making software. So uh-huh. now, now that you have const- factory,
1: factory building it's factories, a tooli- it's a tooling. A <laughs> it's a tooling.
0: It's a tool that makes tools.
1: You know, it's our pleasure to have you here. Uh, so welcome. Thanks, Mikhail, and thanks for so. Thanks for having me here. Yes so where you are where are you right now you know what is the, what is your current location i noticed that there's uh multiple countries in your profile
0: yeah so. I, I i traveled a lot uh, i lived in almost all the continents but right now uh, i've been living in mauritius for the last two months
1: oh nice yes. a bit of uh, cool.
0: diagonal from you
1: <laughs> oh that's true that's true the that, that uh, same time zone so uh, yeah yes. I, i've been You're actually right. in, in mauritius as well you know it's a beautiful beautiful island. yeah
0: it's cool and and they're doing well also at the digital level so you know you think that uh, if you have a software is that so yeah yeah they're, they're, they've made a lot of progress oh uh-huh. uh, really yeah. you could say it's the Estonia okay. of, uh, of the African continent wow
1: alright that, that sounds great because you know when I was there um, well it's I don't know 14 years ago oh uh, no okay maybe t- no 10 years ago or 7 years ago actually yeah something like that uh, times fly. you know times was so fast. So but yeah, uh, I remember that I saw some sort of you know some articles about uh Mauritius trying to get a lot of uh like backing economics people yeah. there uh like all over the world and they were trying to build like a new financial center there. Yeah, and right. um uh, so yeah I, I really like the idea and uh that's that is the way to go. Uh what well, yeah I didn't I didn't even realize that there's a startup community in it. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. getting
0: good, you know, um, I mean, once you plug your country into one of the major optic fiber cable for Internet, uh, you know, you have you have an island and the beaches and then with uh, with very good infrastructure and some good policies as well. Very
1: true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, how long have you been there? Now? Two
0: months. So I'm pretty new, you know. Oh, OK. So you just came there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was a it was a very calculated decision.
1: And uh, and where do you can come from? You know, before you went to Mauritius, I'm
0: French, Moroccan. I'm born in France, and I'm French uh, citizen, but I also have a Moroccan citizenship because our family is from there. Uh, right.
1: So, so then Mauritius is is perfect for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: they speak French, they speak English. Uh, it's they very do. multicultural. Yeah. It's uh, it has a bit it has a bit of an Asian uh, vibe, you know. Uh, so you're in the African continent, but with an Asian touch. So it has. a... And it has also you know the history brought uh, brings uh, so many different people together. You have Europeans, you have uh, Asians, Africans all living here mm. uh, pretty nicely together.
1: Nice yeah. Maybe you can tell something about your current company, uh, the Artilla or did I did I pronounce That's right, right yeah Art. So uh,
0: let's start with the etymology, you know the the meaning of the name. Mm. So like I told yes. you, my my origins are uh, from Morocco. And actually, this software mm-hmm. was, was created in Morocco by by my partner Tariq. So when he chose the name, uh, uh, Artila means in the North African dialect it means the uh, spider.
1: Okay, so that's the reason why you have the spider logo. Exactly, yeah.
0: So it matches the ambition or or, or or the activity of the software, which is uh, you know going on the on the web and spreading your your competitiveness, let's say, through automation. So is that's it what it? it means, Artila. Uh, I mean, spider, and it does what what uh, what it says. So uh, we started we started um, as uh, mainly a web scrapping software. Uh, that was like the first strength, but then you know you evolve, and then the users they guide you, and so now it's it's really going into like uh, full fledged automation, uh, even bridging to uh, APIs, uh, RPA's, desktop automation, web automation. So once you start to put your finger in these kind of uh, things you know you get drawn into so much uh, you want to do so much more so that's that's where we are right now actually We just went out of being uh, a top tier uh, web scrapping and data mining and now we're entering okay. the space nice. of, of um, bringing that power of of getting the data into linking it to chat GPT data analysis data formatting and then marketing you know the, the whole marketing space can be automated as well so now 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 the okay. software can take you like from the origin of the data up to the last mile of your data uh, which is usually monetizing or building traffic and so on.
1: So can can you walk us through about the like ideal case where this would be beneficial let's say you know because me and uh, Arden we are both uh, growth hackers uh, so of course we are interested of on on all these um, you know the whole journey from finding somebody and turning them into clients. So, so if you can walk us through like hypothetical perfect scenario where all the all these different steps Artila would be beneficial. Yes. Yeah,
0: so, so so there are two schools, or let's say two approaches. Yeah. You have the okay. uh, how you call it the heavy bombardment approach, where you try to target uh, everybody. So you like mass scrapping information, then mass mailing, mass contacting, mass everything. That's one way which our sub- software can support very well because the way we've built it is that it consumes the, the minimum resources in terms of cpu ram so you, uh, and then it's it's really stable so you can we we run we've run uh, automation flows that lasted for 200 hours in one go so 200 hours it was running and collecting like 100,000 uh, data, data sets rows so so for that part it's it's good but i think the scenario where it could be more interested, interesting for your case is that we now have this capacity where you can spot the intent, and then activate your automation. So you could set up Artilla okay. to look at at certain influencers who talk about your industry, and as soon as they okay. post and there is this keyword or that keyword, then then whoever comments, whoever reacts means that they are interested in this subject. Now I know I know when they are interested, which is right now in the last few minutes. Then they right. can, then I can activate a whole flow, that is like. Uh, you have the intent, but also you will be the first one to reach that, that person or that group of person who manifested the intent. And I think that is even more powerful.
1: So, but how, you know, so is it like you can you can add it to your social media account yeah. and then they are going to send like direct messages or something like that? Or is they're going to, you know, is that able to find like emails or phone yeah, numbers or something? The easiest
0: way is that you you already identify the sources where people post information and people react to that information yeah, that, yeah. that you're interested in. And then you, you set up a scheduler. So Artila would go and check every five minutes, every one minute, every one hour, whatever you wish. And, and then you give it, we have conditional logic. So you can say that if this keyword appear, then initiate this flow. If that keyword appear, initiate that flow. And then you build your logic and then you just let it, and it will be like surveilling that, that space. Uh, and then pinpoint because, you know, you can, as soon as somebody comments, you can do like, um, uh, you can send the message of that person to chat GPT and get like, what's what's the main ID behind they want to buy, they want more information, you know, you can fine tune it. And then depending on the chat GPT classification of that message, then you can also initiate a different flow. And then once you do that, now you know that somebody is interested in something right now and you can be super customised. In terms of your approach to that individual or that company so you can uh, for example now that you have the nickname or the name you can also use apis or use another flow artilla can connect to apollo.io or any kind of contact source where you can get the email the facebook and so on and then it grabs your databases then you grab that data and then in the next one minute you've crafted a custom message right on time in the right place, you can answer within that flow. You know, you can uh, get Artila to answer there to that message and at the same time, shoot an email. So meaning that in the next five minutes that somebody manifested an interest about something that relates to you, you're the first one in their inbox. You're the first one in their uh, panorama, let's say.
1: So, okay. So this is basically like uh Zapier, but with uh, this crawling and, and like buyer intent. That's right. Uh, and also uh, it works
0: even if it da- if there is no APIs. So because we can use APIs if they are available, we have an API bridge command. But even if there is no API, let's say the data is somewhere that there's no API, you can send Artila to use that name, go and crawl I don't know in a university list something uh and uh, and get the data still. So yes, uh, it, we also have an integration with Zapier. So you could you could trigger Artila from Zapier. Let's say there is an event somewhere on your Google Sheet or anywhere. Uh, and then you say, as soon as X happens, I send this data and this data to Artila to this flow. And then Artila will do that flow and send back the data to Zapier for your next action. Uh, but you can also very well right. start with Artila uh, because the good thing about Artila is that it can really uh, bridge the gaps between different automation softwares. So you can have the whole flow in Artila, and then use Zapier here. You use another tool right here. You use maybe um, a script, a Python script, you know. Uh, You use a folder on your computer that has some data and then Artila can go and pick from it. So it's really versatile. This is pretty recent. Uh, Like I told you, we just opened uh, this door. Uh, But it's so much more powerful uh, right now.
1: Yeah, because I went. I went through the. uh You had a RT line, uh line appsumo for yes. quite some time, and uh, I went through the reviews. By the way, you had a, like excellent re- reviews. It was like four point five <laughs> yes. out of five, so it was a really good one. And and um, a lot of people were talking about the the scraper uh, possibility, that what you can do with right. that one. So yeah, but I, I think that's a smart smart move to go toward more this like the full automation stuff. Um, can you show? Uh, what kind of, uh, how, you know, how the actual process goes. Because, you know, as we are also recording this as a video, so people who are watching this as a video, they can see what your software actually looks like and how you can build this kind of stuff. Because that lo- sounds fantastic. Also, it sounds really difficult. But yes. based on what I read from the AppSumo and all the other reviews, people said that it's actually really, you know, quite easy to use already.
0: Indeed. Maybe I can clarify uh, where the, the perception of complicated being complicated comes from? It comes from the mm-hmm. activity itself. You know, you're automating websites that sometimes they obfuscate. So what you see on the website is not really what is coded in the back. So there's so many subterfuge and techniques to to block people from automation. <laughs> so that creates like uh, sometimes uh, expectations that not, are not aligned with the level of uh, effort that you need to do. But then the return on investment, that's what is important. If I put one hour on Artilla, I know for sure I'm going to get 10 times more out of it. That is what is important. So no matter where the level is of difficulty, I will get my return on investment. And I can show you something pretty simple that I think uh, can, I, can express yeah, yeah. Uh, what I said. So just... Um, Absolutely, share the screen. Yeah, share the screen. And it's actually a real case that we just got yesterday. So it was a request from a uh, client that was just asking a question, can Artila help with... Uh, getting an order from uh, Squarespace and then copying the data and then getting the order fulfilled in another system called Ingram Spark, which doesn't have API. You know, There is no plugin, no API. So I did it in like half an hour. And I can show you uh, if I inspect the code. It took me more time to actually create the account on Squarespace and uh, and on Ingram than, than doing the flow. So so where, where Artilla sometimes looks uh, very different is that you see here. We build stuff in a vertical way, in a nested vertical way. Uh, when the other software, they they build like a horizontal cascading approach, which is uh, much more pleasant visually speaking. Uh, but in terms of logic and and, and power, uh, we think that this this gives more um, granular control. Uh, and so, what you can see here is that I organize my flows into folders, and and then I can collapse and uncollapse my folders. So the first thing for example that i had to do right here is let's log into the two websites so if i open here the login to ingram i use the command called go to url i put the login page and i can click on the run command and it's going to go to this page this uh, login page yeah and then you give it and then i give it a bit of wait time i say wait 10 seconds that everything comes up which is now the case And then I used a populate command, which is very easy to add. You just uh, click on new command and then you would go and search for populate and then you click and insert, yeah? But I've already done it for now. So I use like very basic commands where where I say that you're going to populate my email into this field. And this field is using this CSS locator, yeah? So we have a point and click where you can click here and then select this field and then it will populate the CSS locator for you. So that's, that's the basic of it, how it works. Uh, and then it clicks on, on login. So, sorry, it goes and populate the password after the email, and then it's going to click on the login button right here. And then we wait a little bit. Yeah. And then we click on accept, uh, all cookies, you know, a few things that can help and that, that will log us in, into the, uh, Ingram. And then I have another folder here is to log into Squarespace. So I do the same, I go to that URL, I populate the email field, I populate the password, so I will have to go to Squarespace login first. So you get the concept, and, and I can clone, like when I do a first group, I can clone it, and then I can reuse it and change uh, just the CSS locators and my data for the next website. So you can save time by cloning your, you see here the clone command, you can clone a whole group of, of commands. So that's what I did here, I just like to stay brief, but but give you the principle. Uh, once I log in into both websites, the good thing is that Artila keeps the login session. You don't have to log in again. And now you can navigate you can navigate from one website to another, picking up some information from here, pasting it there, without having to log in again. It will manage the session for you. So now I close up my login session. Now what I want to do is that I need to go to Squarespace and I'm going to go to the URL. Uh, you see, this is my admin URL where their orders are. So that's where you click It will bring you there. I don't remember if I'm logged in or not. And again, you give it a bit of wait. So it's always good to wait a little bit longer. Sometimes the internet can be slow. So you see, it brings me to the order page. And then what I tell it is that click on the first order on this button, client name. Yeah. So it's going to click there. It's going to open this little uh, window. And then here, I use what we call uh, a selector command, which goes into a specific... Uh, place in in the in the page here to grab this data because if I'm going to fulfill this order, I need to know what is the product. So I go to the last order, what is the product name, and I save it into this DOM selector variable, and then I transfer the value of this variable into a static variable, which which will like conserve it over different websites. So now my data, this product name, will be conserved there, and and that's it. Uh, now I can go to to the fulfillment website where I already logged in earlier. Yeah, so that's uh, in Gram Spark. Yeah, and then it will go to the uh, page where I choose the product, and then I enter the product name and so on. So now I lost the uh, the uh, how you call it. I lost the login here, but what I can show you is is something very fast. I did the video, so I captured it on video <laughs> just yesterday. Can I play the video and then mm-hmm. it, will, okay, nice. it will just show us? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. yeah. So I explain and then I share the template as well with whoever wants to. So the first step, like I showed you, is to log in on both websites, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started with Google just as a start page, but the first the first step is to log in into Ingram Spark. It's waiting that ten seconds uh, timeout, and here you see it start to type my credentials. Oh, nice! Okay, so this is done by the this bot. This is done by the bot, and it's exactly like a human. It really looks like a human.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: So now I'm logged in. That's it for that first step. Now we're gonna go. It's gonna go to Squarespace and log me in into Squarespace. So this is still done uh, by yeah, the bot? Yeah, right now it's like your hands free. This is just, <laughs> just
1: wow. Yeah, because you know, I just want to confirm because this looks like it you are actually look, doing look, something mouse, here. Yeah,
0: you see the mouse is stuck there, so the yeah. bot is doing the job right now. It knows where to log in and where. So now we have logged in into both places. Now it goes back to the e-commerce website where the order is. So there it goes into uh, the last order. It opens it. It's going to get that retail ebook one, which is the product. And I did an alert command. To show you that we're getting indeed the the right book name, you know. Mm. So then you can click OK and now it's gonna it's gonna it got the data. And of course you can add more data like the client address and so on, you know, to 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 properly fulfill the order. But right now it's moving into Ingram Spark and it's gonna enter that product name in the title field, and it's gonna search it, and because I don't have products on Ingram Spark. I didn't go all the way, but I just want to show you to see it's really that book that has been entered. And now uh, it's searching right here, but I don't have products. But you can see that I have inputted, I mean, the bot has inputted the last product of the last order. And just like it did so, it can select the item that you want to fulfill, and then you can paste the customer name, the customer address, the customer phone number, and then click fulfill. So, so this was done in it took me like uh of automation development it took me like half an hour but to create the accounts it took me also half an hour.
1: Yeah, that's true. And and so so this is this is perfect when you have tasks that require repetitive uh repeti- repetitive repetitive uh continuous repetitive exactly uh you know manual work all the time so you can just put these bots to do it for you, yes. and then that's it. You can yeah. just
0: sit back and relax. I mean, there is, yeah. uh, you know, it's like we are in an age that if you don't automate, you're dead, uh, commercially speaking, uh, business wise, because uh, life is competitive. So if if you if you as a human you don't add value, the machines will will like annihilate you. You know. Uh, so oh, so sure. we have we yeah. have like as business people as as even just as humans. Like, what is the added value that I can add so that I don't have to do repetitive things? If it's repetitive things, can I find a way to automate it? I mean, it's not only about Artilla. Zapier is a fantastic example. There are so many other software. How can I release my human time to go and do a higher value input? And I would say that, uh, and that's also where we are going and where we are investing is that the combination of automation with AI is like exponential four, not, not times two. It's really an exponential... Um, competitiveness that you gain as a business. So, so you said yes, it's it's uh, appropriate for things that are repetitive, but actually, it's also appropriate for other things as well. It doesn't necessarily has to be a repetitive. It can be analytical. So, you're not going to spend four hours of human time to analyze the sentiment or analyze something. You're going to go and get Artilla to get that data, send it to ChatGPT, get the the intent and sentiment, and then do X and Y and Z without reading that that content. Uh, you can set up Artilla to send you alerts when things go wrong, which is very useful for a business. So you, so oh, yeah, you can absolutely. set up alarms that I don't know if my SEO, if my speech score on this website goes below, send me an email. Uh, you know, you can you can you can place a lot of little things, little bots that run every hour, every day. That kind of each one is doing a little thing that you can remove from your brain uh, yeah. and, and release your memory, CPU and, and RAM.
1: So basically, this is kind of like the, um, I'm sure you have heard the uh, auto dev, you know, this uh, software that like creates basically uh, a group of uh, GBT bots that are, you know, doing different parts of the development process uh, in the agency. That's right. So you can build this kind of like a robot army to do manual stuff and, and, you know, they can, yeah. This is this absolutely makes sense. So, what kind of uh, clients you, you know? How you get your own clients right now? What is the best way to get it in your point of view? And uh, what type of people and what companies they are? You know, what yes. They're so, using this most
0: so we have a, a particular history, which explains why we have a certain type of users at the moment, and or we are appealing to a certain type of user. Is that uh, you know? I was a customer of Artila uh, just a year back, so I joined the team. So okay so you 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 didn't even co-found this one no I'm okay. now, I mean yeah, I came that's nice. pretty early so that now I'm considered the co-founder but I didn't build All it right. I didn't yeah. build the, the first instance of, exactly. instance of it yeah I used it as an early right. as an early customer so so like 10 years ago I started to really invest time in automation I I uh, saw so I tried a lot of automation softwares and Using Python, using either programming languages, and then hiring expensive Python developers, uh, or trying to get software. So I've gone through that journey of of uh, a business person who just wants to automate, and and I want my automation to be resilient, because if I spend twenty hours, fifty hours into building a flow, I don't want it to die after a week or you know, because because I calculate uh, my yeah. return on investment. So so I tried so many softwares, and then and then. Uh, I couldn't find a software that was resilient enough. Like either the software bugs while you're using it or um, it's very sensitive to something. And then and then I, I got uh, Artilla, <laughs> you know, I put my hands on it. I did an automation that I was doing with others. And then it like, it runs it consistently and it runs it for hundreds of hours. So I, th- I, thought, I thought, oh, there's something different about this software. It's ugly. It's very hard to use. That was like version three, four. It had a very yeah. Right. I mean, people uh, say that built by developers. It, that's what I was <laughs> where I was going at. It was built by yeah. doctor no engineers, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, <laughs> they work like a charm, but they look awful. It <laughs> looks
0: awful, but it's like a four-wheel drive engine that was put in a Lada car. But if you go in the car, if you like, if you go beyond the first perception and so on, just the noise of the car, you know, just the the rumbling of that thing, you know that this is going to do the work so that that was my first experience i said oh there is something right here let me reach out to the founder and maybe I, would, I just wanted to give advice i said hey guys you have a you have a fantastic tool right here but if you did a b and c and so on yeah it can do better i'm happy to be your test uh, you know test user whatever and so on and then we started like interacting like that and then uh, i think we uh, we synced well with Tarek, um, and then basically Tarek said uh, no you why don't you be part of it? So uh, so I jumped in and 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 now we're driving this uh, this little monster together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and is your a whole team now in Mauritius or no? So it started in Morocco.
0: So Tariq built the first version. Okay. He's, he's from Morocco, uh, and then um, he was joined by another very talented engineer. His name is Roberto. He's from Spain. Yeah. And at that time, I was living in Rwanda. So I was I was in East Africa in Rwanda in Kigali. Um, and then I joined as well. And how did you end up there?
1: In uh, Rwanda. R- yeah, Rwanda is, you know, it's that you know, I have to say, but I'm I'm not sure that it's gonna be a that it, like it, it is not a startup hub right now. <laughs> or well, am, you know, I, you, you'd be, am I wrong?
0: You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. No, you know the African. Yeah, really. The African okay. Continent is in uh, an acceleration ramp.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. Uh, like. I don't I I noticed Nigeria is going Nigeria yeah going of course Nigeria has fashion, been always technology stuff, yeah.
0: yeah Nigeria as an african country has always been preceding us with south africa but then okay, but then you have yeah. kenya uh, which is pretty big in the software development industry ah yeah. true uh, yes, you you're you have right. um, yeah. rwanda which is smaller but super active uh, so i i was um, i was sent there I, I was recruited by the german uh, ministry of cooperation to to go and and um and build the national platform for the country for e-commerce. So that's how I landed there. All right. And in the process, you wow. know, when you build the national platform, you have so many vendors to deal with. It's it's a marketplace like an Amazon. It's called Rwanda Mart. So there was okay. no way that we can build something in an efficient way unless.
1: And and what is the what is the user base for that? The user base
0: first? is small and medium enterprises that have beautiful products in Rwanda, but they don't have the means, financial and technical, to put up an e-commerce website. So we built like a small right. Amazon, you know, that is owned by the country, owned by the community mm. that has fulfillment, physical fulfillment of orders, payment integrated. You get your store, you get your blog, you know, and you just come take your photos and list them and we teach you how to do. So, so that's what we've done. And, and you know, because uh, this is like uh, donors' money. This is the German people tax, tax money who want to help the, the Rwandans. So, like, to get the best out of that goodwill, uh, we use automation a lot because then we get the best for every buck that is people yeah you have there. to so so I've been using automation exactly, extensively yeah. uh, and people love it you know it allows you to do things that you normally you would have to charge like five times more if you don't use automation so if you use automation yeah, you reduce true. your costs yeah. you open up your doors to much more customers because now you can reduce your costs and take in more uh, so it's a win-win yeah. for for both sides. So
1: let's talk about the uh, African startup culture because I know uh, I, I've been a little bit a part of uh, Ambitious Africa project, which is um, the Finnish-based, uh, you know, the guys who were inventing the Angry Birds. Ah, so cool! These guys and they pulled the uh, Ambitious Africa project, and I was uh, part of it when it was launched. And that is that was the time when I was actually seeing that how much the you know different African nations are you know, getting on board this, all this like, uh, very high tech stuff. So, but, but now that you've actually lived there and you know, you've been cooperating with them, what is your view? Um, now when you're, when we're looking, you know, the next 10 years or so, what is the future coming up there and, uh, and is it going to be the AI with, you know, that they are going to be excelling or what what is the thing?
0: Yeah. yeah, It's, it's a good question, uh, Mikael, um, it's hard to say now, but, but like you can hear the, the sound of things coming up yeah, uh, when you were there. So my experience, because uh, I've been to uh, a bunch of African countries. Yeah? So, so yeah. like I've been a lot in West Africa, East Africa and North Africa. So I would say that the, the power of Africa, is it's, it's youth, the young people. You have a lot of young people that have time, motivation and hunger. So you have those together and you have like little Superman (laughs) everywhere. Uh, so what, so when you bring a technology or if you bring an approach that is, uh, in the, in the front edge of, of development. So if you bring AI Mm -hmm. right now in Africa, you bring AI, they're going to take it to a higher level than if you, for example, you had to set up a team. I, I'm just saying like, let's say I'm from France. So sometimes when you're in a developed country, you don't really realize the capital you have and the advantage you have and you may like you may not be as hungry as a brother in Lagos <laughs> you know or, mm. or as a brother in in Cape Town or or, or in uh, Kigali yeah so so you have right. those parameters uh, and because also locally in, in, in the African countries you have much less other opportunities you know there's 50% unemployment uh, you know we don't have the same in, yeah we don't have they don't have the same industry that we have in the west Where you may find a job and so on. So, the opportunities of making money are much smaller. Therefore, therefore, technology is even more important. So, and I think these these two parameters of having a base of youth who want to learn, who are dedicated, they put time, they put energy, they put commitment, and if you bring them just the right ingredients, you know, you're gonna get uh, a fantastic output. So, and this is expressed in our team because as soon as we started to to grow. Uh, we got Honore from Rwanda, who's our next engineer. He's our, right now, he's doing fantastic jobs. He picked up RT line, like, very quickly, and he's a JavaScript, not GS developer. So so you, can, you, you okay. have those talents. They know, like, let's say, the main programming languages, but they may not know the context in which they can be applied and they can have a multiplying uh, effect because they, they don't have that experience. For example, in Rwanda, you don't have the Microsoft, you don't have Google. There is no big software that opens a branch there. So as a local developer, you're not going to get that exposure that if you were in the Bay. If you're in the Bay, you're going to maybe work with Facebook, work with Google, or with other yeah, startups. You got the yeah, company. You learn yeah. the good processes, the good practices, the frameworks. You come up after two, three years, you have a much better idea. That's, that's not yet available in Africa. So in a way, project like yours, a uh, project like ours when we, when we were working with the German corporation, uh, is providing that environment and that sandbox where we can bring that additional knowledge. Uh, so so I think that's where the future uh, is is that maybe Western companies, they could be interested in building hybrid teams, you know, with local people from your area and then some others from different countries and then like sharing the opportunity. but not only sharing the opportunity is that you also now have in your team people who have a different perspective of life, um, so they may tell you, "Hey, Mohammed, that's not how you sell things in in Kenya or in Rwanda. Yeah, that's not the way things." Hey, wait, you think that works? It doesn't work because the internet here has micro cuts, so you have to review all your proxying and mm-hmm. networking. Oh, I didn't think about that. Now, when I optimize, that is it's so, so true. critical. Yeah. So you know, when we were optimizing our marketplace for Rwandan connections. Guess what? It makes it ten times faster for Europeans and Americans because it's super optimized, you know. Oh so, yeah. So those Absolutely. little gains, uh, I mean, on the on the long, uh, on the long run, they make sense. I
1: just I, I just noticed that uh, Elon Musk just you know let, uh, tweeted that now the Starlink is now available in Rwanda and and Maur- Mauritius and at the Google, but also Sierra Leone. Obviously, it's also. Yeah, you're right. I think so. at least in Rwanda he was saying that you know now it's it's available there so that is giving more it's huge. opportunities. It's huge,
0: yeah. More and more, Rwanda yeah. was the first the first so, yeah. African country I think who got Starlink. Uh, I was there when when the news came in. Uh it was re- yeah, oh, really? it was really refreshing. Uh, I think that's a, that's a smart move. It's
1: funny how how it
0: to, you know,
1: all these big, um, uh, these teleoperators and, and those companies, they've been like, oh, you know, we've been trying to build this uh, coverage, internet coverage to Africa. And we, we, they haven't been just able to do it. And then just Elon comes and, you know, there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's even nuts. more impressive because this is not a business decision. Like, like yeah. why would you oh, go yeah. to a country that has 8 million people who have no money? You, you, you see the point. No, no, no company would go and do that because it's a it's a loss making adventure. So something else is guiding as well. Elon Musk maybe he, he really wants to because also for him for them it costs the same when, because you're in low orbit whether you broadcast to Rwanda or Kenya which is ten times bigger it's the same you're sending in the signal anyway. So so I think they have they must have a, a kind of a business principle that lets democratize things let's not live...
1: Well, you know, he's from
0: South Africa anyway. So, so, you know,
1: he knows the thing. And also, I think it is also an investment in the future because, you know, when you are allowing this kind of stuff happen and and actually letting people to uh, learn more about AI and all that stuff with, you know, via Starlink that they get the internet and start to learn stuff, you can actually, you create new, very talented workforce. That's what that you said earlier is that, you know, there's uh, the youth and when they are learning all these these like the newest uh, techno- technological stuff in development part and all that, you actually generate so much more wealth and uh, and and bring the whole country actually uh, you know from the poverty. No, so definitely.
0: Uh, that, that I think beautiful. with this development, like uh, look out for the African continent. Not only the African continent, you can look out like for any country that so far was like landlocked and remote. Like I don't know Mongolia, you know, uh, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan. Uh, Kazakhstan is already doing very well, but like countries that you would have thought uh, are insignificant, uh, mm. now soon they're going to be super competitive.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, and the, all the major stuff, you know, if you're you know putting that to this whole whole um, uh, environment, uh, it basically democratizes the whole whole world because now you know people from. That doesn't matter where you're coming from, but if you're learning how to do automation parts and, and that's, you know, that is uh, like all the countries and developers are in the same level right now. This is still, you, you've been doing that 10 years and uh, you you have been actually one of the fir- first early adopters in, in the uh, automation part because, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, it was almost non-existent. Yeah, I and uh, and And now, you know, people are just learning about all the you know even like Estonia and Finland as well we do quite much of automation because we're own growth hackers and it, it's uh, kind of makes sense to automate stuff um, and we are now teaching uh, big corporations how to automate stuff the most of the things that you know seem automated they are actually manual labored work and there's just a lot of people doing it but it's just so expensive that companies are running out of money you know they can't scale because everything is so manual or they are very complex old uh, programs and softwares that they are just not talking to each other and there is no tapier in the whole world that can solve these kind of problems because the code is so old. Ah, That's that's Uh, exactly where Atila
0: can do the job because we can can connect to legacy systems. Even unstructured data, uh, you can build. uh, uh, That's the power of, of, let's say, web interface uh, automation. But also, you can you can read into an yeah. SQL, an old SQL base, an old an old Access database. You can read into it through folders. So is it safe? You know, because a, a lot of companies, you
1: know, when they are having these legacy systems and etc. One of the things that what why why they are not eager to change the new ones is that they are fragile and also they, they contain so much of valuable information that can't leak outside of the ecosystem. So.
0: Yes, well, how's yes. artificial
1: safeness? You know, is is it GDPR compliant?
0: So I, I would I would put the the question if you don't mind I would I would take the question in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think absolutely. there are different parameters that keep uh, companies from moving away from legacy systems or legacy let's say legacy habits because actually it's more of a habit than than a system issue. So I had the case where uh, we were working with um, uh, an airline agency. You know, they book flights and so on. They were still doing it in Access. They are still doing it in Access for some of them. Some of them have MS DOS systems. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a museum. <laughs> yeah, like, are you still? <laughs>
1: Digital museum? Like wow. <laughs> they are still writing it. A... There's actually not. There, there's actually not many people who can program no, those things no, anymore. It's... You know, like all the all the young developers, they have no. No, they clue, don't. And an know, assembler answer. and stuff. Yeah. I deal with that one. But that.
0: But that. Yeah, but those absolutely. things are, are actually unbreakable. You know, they are super predictable. They're yeah. very low yeah. resource in the. they're very hard to hack as well, because how you get into that subsystem, yeah. you know? So,
1: so when I... Yeah, you have to <laughs> physically go to the <laughs> server, <Yes. laughs> plug your laptop <laughs> so so in. So when it, you yeah. ask
0: these people, like the management, you tell them, uh, it doesn't make sense. Why don't you go into, you know, I don't know, SaaS software or even a modern software and so on. So they tell you, there are a few things. W- what I heard is, one, it took us forever to train our people to use that system. Our people are between 40 and 60 years old. We don't believe that our workforce can take the, the change. So sometimes it's a human resources department that comes in and say, yeah, training budget is going to blow up. So you have that. Second, you have their, their legacy system is talking to other legacy systems. So you have a dependency. So unless you can mm-hmm. offer a solution True. to, to, to their environment, fix, fix them, them all. all and then bring them all together then they would move but they won't really move alone yeah uh the third Mm. the third thing is that they actually i think they're not exposed to the right people like you guys like you need somebody who can have a comprehensive view of the whole business from 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 the origin of the data to the to the end life cycle of the data and then show them that nothing will be lost everything will be transformed but nothing will be lost so whatever you have at as of today whatever benchmark you're at in terms of security speed uh, productivity it can only be better without compromising on security so now if somebody like you come and tell them and we can use this tool and look what it does and that tool and look what it does and we can put this layer of security you can run it on a disk drive airtight if you don't want to expose it to the internet you know you can show them those things that uh, that that you have the skills to bring them to that journey, and I think that's where they start to, you know, unlock their mind. And and GDPR and and privacy policy and uh, I think it's uh, in my experience, especially in the developing world, uh, it does more damage than it does good.
1: I absolutely agree, hundred percent. It I I think it, it GDPR legislation has been the, it's going to be the biggest problem in in you know developing Europe too the next level it just you know hinders everything especially when we're talking about AI yeah it's just nuts yeah you can you can train good uh, AI when you are restricted from all the data also it
0: doesn't make sense like mechanically speaking uh, the idea of the internet is that it dematerializes things and spreads them over the world and you come with a policy that brings back localization of IP packets like it does it's like you say I want air to move I want water to move in the air but I want the drops of water in the air to stay on top of Germany and stay on top of the U.S. Then don't use air yeah. as a medium, <laughs> you know. <laughs> use use it, a swimming pool or something. Now, the damage it does yeah. in Africa is very worse than the case you said. Is that, yeah, okay. it's very yeah, bad. It. Fu- uh, so before I moved to Rwanda, I was with the United Nations for five years in Geneva. Uh, so, you know, our at least my responsibility in my department, we were about how can you benefit from digitization and boost your economy as a minister of, ministry of commerce or as a country. So you go you go to certain countries and you tell them, okay, we are here to help you to benefit from e-commerce, digital, and say, yes, privacy policy. Huh? Like, don't you want to know the benefits and how you can say privacy policy, data localization. We want the data to stay in our country. Already the discussion is like,
1: is out, you know, and then tell him
0: what kind of data localization you want when you are using Gmail to send us the email, Yeah, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. But now you're not (laughs) applying
0: data localization uh, as an individual, but you want to apply it to your entrepreneurs, your IT companies. Now they cannot use uh, Amazon Web Services. They cannot use Google Powerful, you know, most of the best...
1: Yeah, you can even basically you can even use Google and, uh, Analytics, yeah. and you can't use the you the, know if you want to take your Google fonts nasty. and you don't want to download can't. them locally, then that's a GDPR. It's a problem,
0: yeah. Problem. So, yeah. so now
1: that is so. So, so now they are
0: shooting in the f- in their own foot because now they're blocking the youth from actually developing their potential because of the de- yeah. data localization.
1: And the only thing is that they don't want people to get spam email that's <laughs> its a, it's actually what well, they still it, get it's a
0: different discussion uh, yeah.
1: it know. is but that's that's the thing you know? yeah
0: well a spam spam is like uh, I don't know it's a it's an activity uh, that existed before internet people will come into new into yeah. your uh, box and throw magazines it's a human that's activity true. so unless you understand it yeah. from a human perspective like the spammer if he does it is because there is a return on investment and very little uh, how you call it? Fight back. So it's not the technology that creates that. It's it's a human endeavor. So making a policy that blocks a whole avenue of development because of spam, it just shows that there there is no real mature uh, knowledge of of the subject. But it's coming up, you know, because they've done that in the last t- ten years, and then they realize why e-commerce doesn't work in my country because you're blocking all the doors. Yeah. And
1: now exactly. they're starting to think. Ah, wait, yeah. wait.
0: Let's relax this. Let's relax this rule. Let's let them use AI. Uh, let's let them use yeah. tri- uh, blockchain. Because unfortunately, developing countries, when they saw blockchain and cryptocurrency coming in, they freak out. Mm. So what they do is that they forbid. But, but yeah, I don't know. That sounds like
1: a, the positive thing, you know, for you know when you are able to learn this, all these new uh, new technologies like blockchain and AI, you know. So they they blocked. The countries blocked those, really.
0: Yeah, so... so uh, I really you have I think you have to live in in a developing country to understand the the struggles. For example, yeah, uh, for, for example sure. when you if you grow up only like me in France or like you in Finland, you you never yeah. notice that it's hard to get US dollars, it's hard to get euros because your currency is convertible. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but where when you are in an African country with an African currency, you have local money, you want to buy a Facebook ad for $10, you cannot change your local money into that ten dollar, and Facebook is only accepting the US dollars. Now you can't access all these Yeah, those are the things that you you never you think don't, about when unless you expose yeah. it. Jeez, so all yeah. these little things make that because the African economies are are a bit more fragile. You know, uh, they really need, um, you know, they call it foreign baskets of currencies. They need some euros, they need some dollars to pay for the oil, to pay for gas, for things, and they have so little of foreign currencies that they usually block their citizens from converting their local currency into a foreign currency and access foreign critical services. Sometimes they tax them. So let's say I'm I'm a Rwandan company. I want to hire you in Finland or in Estonia or whatever because you're the best at the best price. Right. That is true. Yes. (laughs) So I want to hire you. Okay, Mikael, I make a contract with you. When I'm going to hire you, because it's a foreign service provider, they impose a tax of 20%. Now you're making your people paying a premium on something that they could have had cheaper. Therefore, they will be less competitive because now I'm going to hire Mikael at plus 20%. My competitor is going to hire Mikael at the right price. Of course, he can do more with Mikael. You know? So sometimes these policies are really like hurting uh, the development. So, so
1: why, why do they do it like that? You know, so they why don't they, they uh... protect... What? Why they don't embrace the... the... It's
0: fear. It's fear of running out of US dollar, running out of foreign currency. Uh, It's fear of these people will move the money out of the country. We don't have so much money. You know, it's just fear. Uh, And unfortunately, that's the first human reaction. When you don't know something, you fear it. It's changing, but you know, like a first generation has to be sacrificed. Has to do like an incredible amount of effort, make it, come back and say, look, I was not going to cheat you look how much jobs i created yeah, yeah. in rwanda now i created the hundred jobs had you let me move freely maybe with plus two years we would we would be 200 in the team
1: just yeah. The more, yeah
0: so so these guys so, this like 10X. this first icebreaker generation they're the one who will take the pain and, and hopefully they bring back the change that's that's what we were doing so in your
1: opinion which countries right now in africa are the most Develop in this sense, like they are embracing the the newest stuff, and you know the AI and automation and and blockchain and etc., w- w- which are the, now the top countries for them.
0: So, I don't want to talk about South Africa because South Africa has always been ahead of of the cont- of the continent. Yeah, we can yeah. we can
1: you know take so that. So Kenya, out Kenya has it.
0: really jumped on the wagon. Uh, they've done it pretty well. You have uh, Ghana. Ghana, they're doing very well, especially at the payment processing level and so on. Okay. Um, you have um, Nigeria is is always going to be in the picture just with the sheer size of of their economy. You have Egypt, that is a huge economy, uh, is going up very strongly. Morocco is actually catching up very well. Tunis- Tunisia was very good uh, until the recent years, unfortunately, but they were very competitive Tunisia.
1: So what happened there? Uh... What democracy changed? came. <laughs> nah, it was, okay. to, it was supposed to make
0: things better, but it messed up the whole thing. You know, some people they just yeah, that
1: happens sometimes. <laughs> some people
0: want a different or, 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 or a different mode of leadership works better with them. You know, it's it's just a human thing. So, unfortunately, it mm. takes time to even understand the concept of democracy. Uh, uh, even for the West, it's it's a two thousand years of struggle from the Greek yeah. culture. It didn't come just like that. So yes, so uh, other countries that you need to look up out uh, to in terms of progress is Côte d'Ivoire in West Africa, Senegal, and a lot, a lot, so much potential. But these are...
1: Because the way I see is that um, uh, if, you know, well now, you know, if African countries, they are allowing people to uh, experience uh, AI more and learn how to use it, like not just Code and, and create new one, but just use it effectively. Like automation and AI, um, they they are actually becoming like hugely valuable uh, assets. And like as Europeans, we are going to have a lot of trouble because of the GDPR and because you know there's so many other stuff that people can do that we can already see now that uh, you can't use Google Bard in in Europe; uh, it's blocked. Uh, you can use ChatGPT, but uh, no, no Bard, and for sure there's gonna be so much, you know, more different kind of AIs that people can't use, and if they are not learning how to use AI and and you know with that automating their stuff, uh, they end up in like Finland and all these countries. We, we are actually end up doing things manually, whereas uh, people in Africa, actually, if they are learning how to use and utilize AI effectively. And automating their task processes. They actually uh become hugely valuable. And you know, that is something that's that what I see in the future in uh in Africa. No, but definitely. I'm just seeing and, uh, from this, this side. I don't I don't I haven't lived there, so I don't really know more than that's just my hypothesis. It's it's, <laughs> it's a, a good way.
0: hypothesis, and I can share with you uh, an interesting weird discovery I made in the African continent. Is that you would think that the more a country gets regulated, the more it progresses, which is, which is to a certain yeah. degree, it's, it's true. You regulate your economy, you know, you need a license for this, a license for that. Uh, until a certain point where, where you regulate too much. Privacy policy, data localization, this and that, don't touch this, don't touch that, it's in America, it's in Germany, no. But then you don't have the equivalent in your own country. So, so if you block something from outside and you don't have the equivalent locally, if let's say you don't have a data center and AI models that are available locally, then why do yeah. you block such a beautiful opportunity? And the Europeans are doing the same mistake. Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So now, yeah, yeah, what yeah. You, when, when you travel
0: day. in Africa, so I'll give you a very simple two neighboring countries, Rwanda and Uganda. <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, pretty similar, you know. Uh, so, if I'm an entrepreneur...
1: Both are famous of their their uh, Indeed, history, yes. <laughs> unfortunately. Like, if I'm an entrepreneur
0: right now, after leaving... Two years and a half in Rwanda. If I have a startup ID that is like a little bit futuristic, I will benefit. I will I will do better in Uganda than Rwanda, because when I go to Uganda, there is no regulate. It's like for the far west. <laughs> a little bit. You know, there is they haven't regulated everything. So therefore, you can pretty much do you know you can experiment and do the things. Yeah. What are we on? In Rwanda, they have a lot of regulations, but on top of regulations, they have a very they are very good at implementing laws. And, and giving punishment.
1: Okay, so they are actually observing and, and you know, following up with that. Yeah, because in Greece, you can just, you know, not pay taxes yeah, and that's it. Th- you know, you have a tax, but you, if you don't pay that it, then you don't pay In Rwanda, pay it. In Rwanda <laughs> they're yeah. really good at implementing really?
0: whatever law they decide to put. They're very serious. So, okay. so it's fantastic because it makes things predictable and so on. But then on the, the flip side of it is that it hurts creativity. Especially... When it's a new true. domain like AI, blockchain, the country will need time and expertise before understanding what these things do in for good and what they do for harm, and like packaging it nicely. So, so if I go to DRC or if I go to Uganda, I may I may be better off in the first one, two, three years uh, to experiment with various things. The internet will be maybe less less good, but if there is Starlink, then I don't have a problem. So so that's what I wanted to share with you is that sometimes you would think that the African countries who catch up and regulate like the developed countries are going to make it first. And I think sometimes you have pockets of zones or countries where actually they are lucky not to be too overregulated and they they have more flexibility than us in other countries. Hmm. It's a a very Very weird... Until you see it in in front of you, it, it doesn't make sense.
1: Very interesting. Thank you for sharing sharing this kind of stuff and uh, you know, it, it has been um, amazing to see your your uh, software and it, you know, it's still in uh, AppSumo that you can, you know, all the people who are listening to, they can go and grab their deal. Uh, that was really generous deals, like, wow. Uh, <laughs> maybe it requires that you, you know, as a user, you know, at, at least the ideology of how to code so that you understand the logic you know how to build stuff, so basically it's kind of low code in a way. You don't have to code. That's what right. I understood, you don't have to code yourself, but it really helps if you understand at least the logic of coding. You know.
0: Yes. Uh, the the framework. So yes and no. I think what you, uh it it's also it explains why you are selling services about automation, but not automation programming yourself. Just you as an example. Mm. Why are why are you successful yes. successful in that? Is because you are able to understand the processes, the business processes. Before we talk about computer processes, the business processes. So that's where I want to come first, is that it's not that Artila is complicated, is that you need to clear your business processes first. Whatever you're doing online or on a computer, like, is it the right steps? Aren't you doing some loops within yourself, uh, trying to do X and Y and Z, but going to this URL does that job of 10 steps that you are trying. So this is 90% of, of the failures or the overcomplication, in my experience, you're 100
1: percent right. That is true. Uh, the most difficult part is always to understand yeah. your <laughs> business processes. <laughs> That's what we do every day with our clients. It's just trying to, even though they be, they do their work every day. They, no, years yeah, and because years, uh, and still, uh, as we say you know, in French, a, a uh,
0: you have la tête dans le guidon. You know, you're driving the bicycle and your head is on the on the thing. You don't see the road. They need people like you.
1: Yeah, you, you don't see uh, forest from the trees.
0: Ah, yes, that's the English one. You don't see the forest from the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so sometimes people come to Artila and then we help them with the first steps and we tell them, you, you know, it doesn't work because you're trying to put a cer- uh, a cer- uh, sphere inside a smaller cube. Like no software will, <laughs> will do that. So you have to go there and there and there and once you have the right shape for the right place, then you can automate so so we do that we provide that assistance like when you come to Artila like you said it's a fantastic deal it's not going to last the first automation we're in with the customer to be successful because that first automation pays dividends a lot first the person realizes that most of the optimizations is in their head then they realize that the tool will only do what you tell it to do therefore you have to to be sure of what you want and, and, and so on so so we do that just for that self-realization. Re- Once the people they realize that their second automation is is much more fluid, they don't they don't call us that's so true. much and they figure it out themselves.
1: So you do also like uh, actually helping your clients to achieve their goals. So that's that's a little different than compared to I think so, all the yeah. other companies. Uh, that and that's also
0: know. where we try to be different in terms of a philosophy. Like, uh, so we're we're not here to just sell a software first. We have to be honest with ourselves. All of us, we're here to make money. Like, why would you go and look at this unless your intention is to make money, convert time into money, either save time or make new time? So that's the first thing. Like, we are clear to ourselves. We and our clients, we want to make money. How can we make sure that when you use our software, you're going to make money? Time is money, money is time, yeah? So that's number one. Uh, We look at it in this way. The second differentiation is that, again, thinking of monetization is that you... Uh, Mikal, maybe when, when you are working with a client, you're going to spend 100 hours on developing a, a an automation. Now you've, de- you, you've invested 100 hours. They pay you for that 100 hours. Now that client of yours, they paid 100 hours for an automation flow. And, and that, that's already good value. And they pay you. Now with Artila, you can go the next, second, third, fourth level is that you create the automation, you use it for yourself. Once you're happy, you compile it into a standalone software. We are almost the only one who do that uh, without charging.
1: Mm, that's yeah. No
0: other software does that. There was Win Automation that did it before for $500 per, per compilation. $500 per compilation of 500 dollars Okay, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And they stopped it altogether because they don't want you to create your own software. Artila is not just a, an automation software. It's an automation software making software. So now, now that you have... Cons- Factory factory. building factories. It's a tooling. (laughs) It's a tooling. It's a tool that makes tools. So now when you think of that, now that the the bargain is even better, the value is even better. So let's say you deliver that automation or you teach your client, once you're good with that automation, also you develop expertise around that automation. How about you turn it into a software or a SaaS and you sell it to your competitors and make money because you're Mm. already two years ahead. So Artila will allow you for the same amount of investment you did on one flow to convert it into a standalone software, convert it into a SaaS, a service, and then when you, when you, how you say in English, when you, uh, when you reach uh, the market, when you saturate your market, then give them an e-learning, teach them how you could do this. Now you sell the e-learning about that thing yeah? exactly. And then when, when once they are yeah. satisfied and they stay with you, then you tell them, how about I give you consu- strategic advisory and consulting so you see there's three more layers of monetization out of the same time that you have invested in that flow that's that's I think what makes us very different very uh, that we invest on our clients so that they're successful yeah and we give to our clients a frank and self-realization that we are all here to make money and we want you to make more and more and more and more money of that time that you invested with Artila
1: wow sounds yeah, amazing no, it's, it's
0: a lot of work but hey. please come in and join us
1: uh, yeah absolutely exactly so i recommend every you know all the people go to artzilla.com and uh you know give it a spin you know it seems really good hey thank you very much thank you so much for for taking part of this one you know this was uh eye-opening thank you experience. it was experience thank, was you, very much, thank okay. you very much bye
0: Mikhail. <laughs>